The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 861. Well, surprise, surprise, we got ourselves an international trailer for Rogue One, and I've got a full trailer breakdown here for you on an extended episode of the podcast. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and what a gift it is to get international trailers, isn't it? They show up without any idea that they're coming. They're not a big media event like the release of the U.S. domestic trailers for the Star Wars movies. They just happen to pop into your lives at random moments. And yeah, I didn't think we were going to be getting one of these, and certainly not one so soon after we got the trailer for Rogue One, the official final domestic trailer, which is really not domestic anymore. You know, it's kind of a worldwide trailer, but this one, of course, this new one that we got is a Japanese trailer, and as Bobby Roberts just put it on Twitter, he said it follows the axiom of his that the international trailers are always better than the domestic trailers. And if for some reason you don't know who Bobby Roberts is, he is the podcaster emeritus from the Full of Sith podcast, and now he is basically, as he puts it, a podcast forced ghost at large, appearing on a number of different podcasts. He's appeared on Star Wars 7x7 in the past, and he will appear again, in fact, very soon. But that, of course, will be a conversation for another day, just a few days from now. In the meantime, we have an international trailer to break down for you, which roughly follows sort of the same pattern as the domestic trailer. It starts off with young Jyn Erso and gets into older Jyn Erso and gets into her captivity and then to her recruitment and then to all the crazy adventures she's going to go on, all the characters she's going to meet and join and work with along the way, all the forces that are going to be allied against her and the things that are at stake, including the destruction of worlds and the safety of her family and all of these sorts of things. A lot of the trailer follows the pattern that we are already familiar with. And yet, and yet, there is definitely new stuff here to herald. So let's kick right into it, shall we? We start off with that first shot that we saw from the last trailer. That's Krennic's shuttle flying over the world that Galen and Lyra and Jyn Erso call home. Krennic, of course, is coming to get Galen by hook or by crook. And he's giving her the same line about protecting her, and she understands. And we get the shot of her looking through the tall grass at what's transpiring as Krennic and his death troopers walk up to the farm. But then we get a scene with Jin and Lyra, her mom. Lyra is giving young Jin a necklace with a crystal on it and says this as one bit of motherly advice. Just of course. Yeah, about as good of motherly advice as you're going to get in the Star Wars universe. Trust the Force, that's right. 
And we cut to an older Jyn Erso, the contemporary version that we know her as in the story of Rogue One. She still has that necklace. She still has the crystal on it as she's riding to her destiny. It looks like she's probably just been broken out of her prison cell. Assuming that the trailer does generally follow the thread of the events of the story. And so those are new shots. That shot with Lyra giving the necklace to Jin and Jin having the necklace while she is riding away to the next step in her journey. So then we cut to some establishing shots as we get some similar dialogue that we've heard from Mon Mothma about the major weapons test being imminent. We see Jin Erso walking through Yavin 4's base. We see cargo shuttles flying up from the surface of Jeddah to the Star Destroyer and back down. We see a shot that is a little bit different from one we'd seen before with the Death Star eclipsing the sun over Jeddah, but we see it from a lot farther distance away. We see the city on Jeddah where a lot of the action is going to take place, but much farther away. And then we get Felicity Jones's character, Jin Erso, asking a pointed question to which Diego Luna's Cassian Andor has a familiar answer. So why me? The message was sent by your father. Now, I suppose it makes sense that she asked why me, but it's kind of nice to hear her say it. And we cut from there into a series of very dramatic shots. First of all, starting off with the Death Star hanging over Jeddah, that scene that we've seen previously where it looks like it's upside down because we're so used to the firing dish being on the northern hemisphere of the Death Star. They also show a scene we've seen before with a view screen coming to life inside the Death Star, and it looks like it's actually coming to life, like there's an actual extra bit of sound effect to it where you get the idea that the Death Star is booting up here. And then we get a hand pressing down on some buttons that are bound to lead to something very bad, as Jyn Erso says in a voiceover... They call it the Death Star. And then we cut to a green beam of light flashing down from the Death Star to the planet below, to Jeddah, and all sorts of utter and complete chaos happening as a result. Now, way back when, when the first trailer came out, not the teaser, mind you, that came out in April, I'm talking about the first official trailer that came out in August, there was a scene with the U-Wing flying in the midst of an incredible storm of dust, dirt, rocks, what have you, and a shot of Jyn Erso quietly screaming something that looked like go, 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 for example. That shot is seen in more detail in this one. It is clear that the Death Star is testing its primary weapon on Jeddah, and I am pleased to say that that is what I suggested was happening when the trailer came out in August. Believe me, it is very gratifying to know that you've got something like that right. And as I mentioned, we do see more shots of the destruction, but we also see a shot of Jin and Cassian running with a third character, and it looks like it's Bodhi Rook. Now, that in itself is interesting for a number of reasons. It's going to be well-nigh impossible, you would think, for them to come back to Jeddah under these circumstances. But if they only have Bodhi Rook with them, then where is Baze Malbus? Where is Chirrut Imwe? Where is Saw Gerrera? And heck, where's K2SO for that matter? So maybe they sent K2 ahead with Saw and Chirrut Imwe and Baze Malbus. So, you know, there's a plausible explanation for it, but I guess we will get the real one when we get to see the movie. I'm perfectly fine waiting for that. And as they are fleeing the planet in the U-Wing, we get a line from Felicity Jones that is pretty much belaboring the obvious, but hey, 
it makes it very clear what's at stake here and what they need to be doing. We need to capture the planet. Uh, but the question is, when in the movie does she actually say it? It makes me wonder if, because of all the time we've seen her talking to Saw Gerrera, if this is part of the conversation she's having with him that we've seen in previous trailers. But we're going to have to wait and see for that one. And in the meantime, in the trailer itself, we get a series of shots and dialogue that we've heard before. Jen Erso saying, if her father built this, then we need to find him. We see her having that conversation with Cassie, and then we also see that intercut with shots of the platform on Edu. We presume it's on Edu because of the rainy weather that's happening there, where Galen Erso is walking out to greet an arriving Orson Krennic. We also get the scene in the Rebel conference room on Yavin 4 where they're looking at the schematic of the Death Star and that one person around the table is saying, if they've got this thing, what chance do we have? And Generous are replying that rebellions are built on hope. And part of a line that we heard from Cassian in a previous trailer where he says, I want to help. And then Jin adding this particular bit. We'll need a team. And of course, the noise you hear in the background is Chirrut Imwe teaching the stormtroopers a thing or two. We get a new angle on his fight scene there. And afterward, we get Chirrut making this observation, presumably about Jin. She wants to fight. Presumably, of course, talking about taking the fight to the Empire. Now, when this happens, hard to say, it's sounding like the partisans that are on Jeddah may have to be making a choice as to whether they want to continue to hang out with Saw Gerrera and fight his fight, or whether they want to join up with this new rebellious mission. And we see just a couple of quick shots that we haven't seen before from that scene where there is an ATST walking through the streets of Jeddah shooting things up, and a hover tank shooting things up. There's a shot of... Jin grabbing a little girl who is about to get caught in the crossfire and dragging her away to safety very quickly. And then moving on, we get K2SO repeating his 97.6% chance of failure line. We get a quick shot of Jin, and it looks like it's Cassian nearby her on some sort of catwalk or gangplank or something like that, some sort of bridge thing. And they're looking out at the X-Wings on a strafing run. This is presumably on Edu if we're assuming that the trailer is following the course of the movie. It is night and possibly raining, which suggests Edu, but, I mean, it could be Jetta as well from some of the rock formations and whatnot. I mean, you've got Imperials on both places, so it's hard to say for sure, but, uh, you know, maybe Edu. That's what I'm going out on a limb for. And then not too long after that, we see the U-Wing taking off from Yavin that we've seen before. And then we see the scene that we saw in the last trailer where they have to provide the call sign and it's Rogue One. But we get the other half of the conversation in this trailer. Cargo shuttle, what's your call sign? It's, um, Rogue. Rogue One. So somewhere they've managed to steal an Imperial cargo shuttle, maybe from Jeddah perhaps, Lord knows we saw enough of those things flying around in the trailers, and that would suggest this is the means by which our rebels infiltrate Scarif. Then we get some action on Scarif, we get the line from Orson Krennic about the power of the station being immeasurable, and Vader there too, 
And it's just a shot of Vader. It's nothing really additionally exciting other than, hey, it's Vader again. But the difference here is that they actually had the sound of his breathing this time, which they only used as sort of a stinger at the end of a trailer in the past. That's all they've done with it so far. We also get what looks like at least one new shot and possibly an extension of another shot with the X-Wings flying in space above Scarif. And then we cut to a new scene that we haven't seen before on Jeddah with Cassian and Jin, and Cassian says, We'll follow your lead. So Jin seems to be in command of whatever is going to happen on Jeddah, which then suggests that the thread of the movie goes, she is in prison, she used to be involved with Saw Gerrera and her partisans, but she's been caught by the Empire in prison and freed by the rebels and leads the rebels back to Jeddah, to recruit her partisan team and get them involved in the theft of the Death Star plans. But before she can make that happen, there is an exchange that happens between Cassian and Jin on Yavin 4. That's the one where we've seen in the trailers previous that he says, if you're really doing this, I want to help. But it seems like Jin has a comeback that happens not too long after that exchange, and here it is. I'm not used to people sticking around when things go bad. Now that is a rather heartbreaking sentiment, and it does make you wonder how much of this is related to what happened with her dad and the Empire taking him away, and what happened with her being in prison as well. Is it possible that Saw somehow left her to be captured by the Empire, maybe decided that it was better to lose one and save the greater good of his partisan organization? Uh, I don't know, we're all speculating about that right now. But the idea of her being abandoned is punctuated by a scene where we see X-Wings strafing what should be an Imperial outpost, and in the voiceover you hear little Jin Erso yelling, Now I said in the podcast a couple of days ago that I don't believe Galen Erso is going to survive the events of Rogue One. Again, that is not a spoiler, a rumor, a leak, or anything like that. That's just my take on the storytelling and where it could be going. So it seems like this raid is going to end up being the death of Galen Erso. That would be my guess about the situation. But we will have to wait another month to see whether that turns out to be the case. And lastly, there is a new line of dialogue or an extension of an existing line of dialogue in the trailer. It's the one where Jin starts off with, we'll take the next chance and the next, but here I'll just play the whole quote for you. We'll take the next chance, and the next, until we win, or the chances are spent. Which sounds way cooler than where they cut it off previously. And you have a new scene with Darth Vader with his hand sort of extended and his palm open and up. And I've seen a couple of things online suggesting that maybe he was force choking somebody, possibly Orson Krennic, at the time of that shot. But... I don't seem to recall him holding his hand like that when he was doing force jokes. Not that there's only one way to do it, but I think there might actually be one way to do it. So I don't think he's necessarily force choking anyone in there. In fact, I think he might be responding to Orson Krennic talking about the power of the station. He might be talking about the power of the force. And that, Rebel Rousers, is pretty much everything that there was that's new kicking around in this new international trailer. I've got... A couple of final thoughts to share with you about it after the break. Stay tuned.
Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. Welcome back. All right, a couple of last thoughts for you. First of all, this trailer, again, is the first time that we have seen Lyra Urso in action, so that's nice to see. Secondly, there's a notable absence in the trailer. Saw Gerrera does not appear anywhere in here whatsoever. And the last thing I want to call your attention to is Jin's line. I'm going to give it to you here one more time. I'm not used to people sticking around when things go bad. Now that right there is a pretty straight up piece of foreshadowing if ever I've seen it. And yeah, it suggests that things will go bad at some point for Jin. And contrary to what her experience is, I think somebody, probably Cassian, is going to be there for her when she needs it. Whether that means she will live or she will die as a result of the events of Rogue One, well, I don't think this necessarily states the case one way or the other. It could be just grievous injury or grievous peril, and he sticks by her, and that's what makes it count. Or it could be a death scene where he stays by her while she is dying in his arms or something like that. So, yeah, read it any way you want to, but there's definitely something going on with that comment. All right, so I'm going to end it just about here, but I'm not quite done yet because I haven't heard from you. I would love to know what you think of the international trailer and any of the bits that you saw inside of it or any of the insights that I've shared with you about any of those bits. Please do share them at the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com or find us on Facebook. It's SW7X7 for the username there. And SW7X7 Podcast is my username for the show on Twitter. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you fall in love with a queen in disguise, check out SW7X7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at Patreon.com SW7X7. It's not a deep space angel, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.